Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, just my luck. Because I'm always making fun of these people. Those people that, oh, I love wind and solar. Those kind of people who think that we can run anything and everything just off or mostly off wind and solar, which we can't, but we've covered that one plenty already. Not going to revisit that here. Not right now. I only bring this up because, and White Boy Malcolm X, I meant to tell you this, but on Friday, a couple hours before you came over, the doorbell rang, and like a moron, I answered it. So I opened the door, and there's some little Twinkie, some little Gaby, trying to convince me to put solar panels on my house. So I think they were trolling me just a bit. Me here on this podcast, making fun of these people, and they send me some little Twinkie boy to try to convince me to sign up. And I was only going to tell you about it because I think he was ginger. Yes, white boy Malcolm X. I think he was ginger. He had a beanie on though, so I couldn't really see. But he had his little baby face scream ginger. Look, it's not my fetish. It's also not my responsibility to try to hook you up with every gay ginger I meet. And besides, the kid looked like he was 12 years old. Had himself a a Mac Jones baby face. What are you, a horny high school teacher or something? It reminds me of that little Gaby they sent me. The human rights campaign sent to my house back when I lived in L.A. Sent some cute little Twinkie boy to ask me for money, which of course I gave them. Never again, but they got it out of me once. And what was that? Probably mid-aughts. So like 15, 16 years ago, something like that. But I'm not falling for that crap again. I am not getting solar because some little ginger twink shows up at my door. I'll send him over to your house, white boy Malcolm X. You two can have yourselves a a grand gay old time talking about solar or whatever you two wind up doing, pissing off your... Ronald McDonald blow-up doll in the process. And before we jump into things, folks, I have to admit this. 
I am, maybe possibly, slightly butthurt that yet again, I was not nominated for the Queerties this year. Queerty, those girls over at Queerty, they have their little annual awards thing, the Queerties, which according to them, honor the year's best in LGBTQ plus media and culture. And in the podcasting category, no Miller Frost podcast. So I'm kind of, sort of, butthurt a little about that. Now, I don't get a nomination, but they'll give one to my policeman, that silly gay-for-pay movie with Harry Peekaboo Styles. Peekaboo, peekaboo. Him and his horrendous wooden acting. They'll give them one. They even gave one to Bros. That complete bomb of a movie gave it to the movie and they gave one to Billy, I hate the gay for pay business model Eichner. Him and his stupid movie got one. And they even gave one, and this is what's most insulting. They gave a nomination to Daddy Dustin's documentary, Mama's Boy. Dustin Lance Black, which most people are like, Dustin Lance who? Exactly. But if you say Mr. Tom Daly, Tom Daly's sugar daddy, then people are like, oh, I think I know who that is. Him and his stupid documentary, like anyone cares about him growing up. He got one, but I didn't. So I'm just a little butthurt about that today. But I'll get over it. I'll tell you what, though. In all seriousness, if they ever nominated me, I'd shut this thing down overnight. The last thing I want is to be doing a podcast that those mean girls in the vapid gay media liked, liked enough at least, to nominate for one of their stupid little popularity contest awards. So on second thought, I'm not butthurt at all. And no thank you. I don't want to be part of any club that would accept me as a member. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News... Bisexual men have a lot to say. They need Meta on fighting biphobia and uplifting the MSpec community. Amid calls for greater media representation of bisexuality, author Vanit Meta's powerful new book, Bisexual Men Exist, arrives at a pivotal time. And by powerful folks, they mean Oh, so stunning and brave. Jesus Christmas. What is it about bisexual men? Why do they have to throw themselves up on a cross like David Hogg? That blithering idiot. Play victim 
every chance they get. I'm sure even transgenders, they're like, what the what? What the hell? Who the blankety blank, blank, blank do they think they are? Trying to muscle in on our victimhood action. I know. Probably one of the only times I'll find myself agreeing with a transgender. That bisexual men are needy and demanding, trying to play victim all the time. Oh, you're just biphobic. I'm so oppressed by all the biphobia. Yes, of course you are, princess. And we just had that story. It was about that little Twinkie, that new gayby, Kit Connor. He's on that Netflix show, Heartstoppers. He came out as bisexual. And in all seriousness, a low bar, if there ever was one. But he comes out, after coming out, and just like every other needy and demanding bisexual, he immediately starts complaining. Said something about the shockingly low proportion of bisexual men on television, like anyone anywhere, is clamoring to see bisexual men on television. No. I mean, other than those dopey bisexual actors, the ones who want to try to set up some sort of job security for themselves, complain about it until people create loser bisexual characters, give them the roles just to shut them up, and we go from that silliness to Vinit Mehta, him and his oh-so-stunning-and-brave book about biphobia. So now I feel like I'm going to have to repeat myself a little because these bisexual men, they're just not getting the message about where they stand in the pecking order of things. They're getting way too big for their britches. So now... Again, I got to educate them on how things work in the real world. First off, bisexuals are only part-time members of the tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Yes, they're still benefits eligible, but they're only here when they want to be. They're only here when it's convenient. They're not here when they want to go off Go bang some drunk chick they just met at a bar. So they're just dabbling in being gay. They're only kind of gay. Unlike white boy Malcolm X and me, we're fully committed. We're fully gay. We're here 24-7. None of this, oh, I want to seem edgy and cool today. I think I'll go power bottom in a gangbang. None of that going on here. So if they can't even fully commit, why should they expect anyone to take this bitching and complaining seriously? Second, and about all this bitching, moaning, and complaining, them crying oppressed victim, you want to talk about a first world hysterical white people problem, bisexual men, Complaining about a lack of respect. 
because they like to bang chicks, but sometimes they like to go out, get banged by half the guys in L.A. Like Ronan Rubenstein, our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost podcast. Ronan has a girlfriend at home. Bless her heart, six ways to Sunday. But he also, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, he also likes to go out, get banged by half the guys in L.A. Which brings me to my third and last point. What do I always say about bisexual men? They're really gay. They're just easing into it a bit. So they can go around, oh, nobody respects me for being bisexual. But come on, girls. You're not fooling anyone. That token chick you bang every so often, I'm sure it's nice if you're into that sort of thing on occasion. But you're not fooling anyone. So bitch, moan, and complain all you want, ladies. But we know you're all queens in waiting. And you have fun with that. From the Epoch Times, the biggest U.S. retail bankruptcies in five years. This one, just a quickie. Nothing too surprising on this list. Sears, J.C. Penney, Toys R Us, Neiman Marcus, Needless Markup, as a friend of mine calls it. And J. Crew, or as another friend of mine calls it, J. Screw. But J. Screw here, well, here's the blurb on that one. Chino's Holdings, parent of the apparel chain, filed for bankruptcy protection in May 2020 with a plan to eliminate $1.65 billion of debt in exchange for ceding ownership to lenders. J. Crew, known for its preppy clothing, favored by former First Lady Michelle Obama, was the first major retail casualty of the pandemic. And I already see the look on your face, white boy Malcolm X. That's what, when I saw that, Michelle, down for the struggle, Obama, her liking J. Crew, I was like, What the blankety blank 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 is that about? Because folks, J. Crew and Michelle Obama, they should go together like oil and water. J. Crew is white people clothing. Douchey prepster, New England white people clothing. That is not clothing for the woke folk. Has anyone, anywhere, seen Patrice Kahn Coolers, one of our favorite woke folk, here on the Miller Frost podcast? But has anyone anywhere ever seen her sporting J. Crew? No. Or Ibram X. Kendi, Taneshi Coates, another couple of our favorites. You think either of them are wearing J. Crew? Another. No. I think I know what this is, though. It's that damn house in Martha's Vineyard. It's that $12 million 
7,000 square foot mansion on 30 waterfront acres. That's what's making her do it. I think she thinks she's white now. Getting a mansion on Martha's Vineyard, running around in J. Crew clothing. Folks, that screams whitey. Evil racist whitey. Like nothing else. So I bet you she's running around Martha's Vineyard, sporting her J. Crew clothing, probably running off to the tennis club to meet the girls for some lunch and a little gossip, drooling over the latest hot stud of a tennis instructor, acting just like all the other rich white people she likes to hang out with. So the next time you see Michelle Obama trying to act all down for the struggle, trying to pander to the woke folk, trying to scare all the black people into thinking Republicans, they're out to, what did creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer say? Republicans would put them back in chains. But the next time you see her out there pulling that kind of crap, know that her inner white self can't wait to get back to her lily white island of privilege, back to her comfortable J. Crew clothing. Because in her heart of hearts, Michelle Obama now thinks she's white. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From page six, Young Gravy sued by Rick Astley over alleged never going to give you up voice ripoff. And I only bring up this banal story because what we have here is some ginger on ginger action. Ginger Rick Astley versus Ginger Young Gravy. And Young, what is it with idiotic rappers deliberately misspelling their names? Illiteracy is... Super cool, I guess. But young is spelled Y-U-N-G. And with this, it looks like Ginger Young Gravy hired a vocal impersonator to sound like Ginger Rick Astley on some song, Betty Get Money. No idea, folks. And so Ginger Rick Astley, he's like, Oh, hell no, you don't, you dopey fake gangster rapper. You're not dragging my name through the mud with this. And so, Ginger Rick Astley is suing Ginger Young Gravy, and he's also suing the guy who pretended to be him, going after both of them, which I say, good for him. What, White Boy Malcolm X? What do you want, sir? Is my saying ginger, every other word, getting you all turned on or something? 
Do you need some alone time with your Ronald McDonald blow-up doll? Picture, if you really want to see him, he's like a, with this 70s hair, he's like a ginger BG or something, ginger rapper kid. But here, here you go. Meh, meh, indeed. I told you, he is definitely nowhere near hot ginger. Definitely not an AJKJ Appa. That strapping stud of a ginger. That delicious hunk of a ginger. Nowhere near, not even close. Of all the indignities of being Rick Astley, though, Poor guy's a one-hit wonder. Poor guy, his one hit, it's now a meme, being Rickrolled. He will forever be known as the Rickroll guy. And now this. Some millennial Gen Z fake gangster rapper. Some ginger Eminem. No, I take that back. This is worse than that. The ginger Chet Hanks. That loser. But this blithering ginger idiot, fake rapper, smearing what's left of his name by hiring a sound alike to make people think Rick's singing on his stupid song. That's got to be like, talk about adding insult to injury. Just when you think life can't get any worse, This comes along for poor Rick. So Rick, go get him. And have yourself a a grand gay old time while you do. From LGBTQ Nation, those girls over at LGBTQ Nation, Pocket Queen Pete stomps Biden in first primary polling. The one-time presidential contender is quietly assembling a campaign infrastructure. Talk about the Peter principle here. Hockey Queen Pete, the feckless Secretary of Transportation, this stupid queen who runs around calling highways racist, who couldn't fill a pothole on his best day, he now wants the big job. And if you think he's failed now, Just you wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I guess what's got them all excited, it certainly isn't Chastin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Michigan, Chastin running around the house naked. But what's got Pocket Queen Pete here all excited is a new presidential poll out of New Hampshire this week, which put Pocket Queen Pete out on top And I'm sure there's a joke in there, but we'll set that aside for now. Pocket Queen Pete got 23%. Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer and Pocahontas, they both got 18%. And Looney Bernie Sanders got 15%. So the top four choices for Democrats in 2024, at least in New Hampshire, the Alabama of the Northeast are an incompetent queen 
and three geriatrics. And it looks like that potential Senate run is also looking good for him. Senator Debbie Stabenow, she just announced she's retiring from the Senate. And with pocket queen Pete and Justin having just moved to Michigan, I guess there's a lot of speculation about him going for the job, which would be a perfect job for him, being a backbencher in the U.S. House of Lords. He can give Chucky Schumer hand jobs in the cloakroom, pour out testing to some friends and family gig in the swamp. Those two can rake in the Benjamins, like a lot of them on both sides of the aisle, like a lot of them do. Keep them rich, fat, and happy, being a C-list member of the ruling class. But like Tom Daly, that spoiled little kept boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo, like him trying for that fourth job, him wanting to be a social justice activist, pocket queen Pete here, he'll keep trying for the big prize, if only because... Testin, that queen wants to be first lady. Peter, I swear to God, I will be first lady, and I don't care what it takes. Now try harder. And you two queens. Yeah, good luck with that. And for our last story, folks, how's this from Fox News? Britney Spears says fans went a little too far, invaded privacy in calls that prompted welfare check. The toxic singer asked fans to respect her privacy in the future after some grew concerned when she deleted her Instagram account. White boy Malcolm X, I think I'm going to add her to the list. Add her to our band discussion topics. What's on there so far? Millennial Gen Z kids who refuse to adult. Prince Harry Ginger and his vapid social climbing wife, Meghan Markle. And I think there's a third one, but I can't remember what it is. But we'll add nutty Britney Spears to that list. I don't want to talk about her anymore. She bores the living hell out of me. But this one, this story, not really about her per se. Yes, she did have herself another meltdown of sorts. Deleted her Instagram account. I think again. I think she's deleted that thing a couple times now. Gets off her meds or something. Gets Britney hysterical. Tries to burn it all down. When she gets bored trashing her family online, she deletes her Instagram account. Then, when her meds kick in, she puts it back up. But when she did it this past time, some of her fans, and this is what I mean, folks, when I talk about star effers, these people who live and breathe by whatever some vapid clown of a celebrity is doing, they have no lives of their own, so they live vicariously 
through some moronic famous person like Brittany here. And so she deletes her Instagram account and a couple of these star effers unable to live if Brittany's Instagram account isn't online. They called the Ventura County Sheriff's Department to do a welfare check. And can you imagine that, folks? Some star effer calling the Ventura County Sheriff's Department to do a wellness check. 911, what's your emergency? You gotta help Brittany. Gotta help who? Brittany Spears. You gotta help her. Oh my, what has she done now? Is she back to shaving her head again? No, it's even worse. She deleted her Instagram account. Oops, she did it again? Yes, you gotta send Popo out there to check on her. She gets kind of crazy sometimes. Oh, I know. I read People Magazine. So you're gonna send Popo out to check on her? You want me to send Popo out to check on Britney Spears? Because she deleted her Instagram account? Yes, immediately. Sir, you know this isn't Florida. You do know that, right? Yes, but this is California. We do crazy on a whole new level. Well, I'll give you that. I'll send Popo out right away. And this is what you get from these weirdo basement-dwelling star effers in today's vapid celebrity-obsessed culture. Them calling Popo because their celebrity obsession is acting out on social media. Again. So on that note, since I cannot top these loser star effers calling Popo to check on nutty Britney Spears, even if she probably needs it from time to time, since I cannot top that, It is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime... Take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.